was out of breath earlier trying to chase a trash truck down the street. Not really, but I did hear it coming down the street, and I uh, remembered that today was trash day, so I had to run through the studio, gather three trash bags, and bolt out to the street to uh, throw them in the trash can. They were still about a block away. I guess I rushed for no reason. But I heard them coming, and I needed to get the trash gone. So I was running. Got a little bit of cardio in today. See, I got a little bit more time, I think, than I did last episode. But we'll see. I don't know that uh, I have an hour show or not. I don't know. I never know. This is... Telling you, this is unscripted. I have a few random ideas in my head uh, before I get ready to record, and then I just kind of wing it. It's, seems like it's working out pretty good for me so far. Anyway, I got about an hour. I'd say about an hour before my daughter gets out of school and she'll be coming over for the evening, which I am looking forward to. So, I just started uh, taking CBD again. I've taken it in the past, but I just I started taking it again, and I'm going to continue to try to start taking it regularly because I almost I almost forgot how much it helps, and it, it you know, and that's not even to mention that I feel like that like I get some benefits from CBD. That like I'm I'm not getting from just straight cannabis, you know, like a THC plant. Which if it's if if it's supposed to be bred for high THC, it's usually also a little low in CBD. And from the way I've had it explained to me before, and I don't necessarily know that it is from a credible source, but I've had it kind of explained to me that you know like there's kind of a balancing act that goes on with THC and CBD in the body and THC being, you know, the, the psychoactive substance and CBD, as far as we know, and from what everybody claims, CBD has absolutely no psychoactive properties, but I, I get, I, you know, I guess I agree with that, but the, here's the thing. I definitely feel a bit different when I take, say, you know, at least a 30 milligram dose of CBD, 30 milligrams or more. Um, you know, the last couple of days I've been taking, uh, 30 milligram gummies two to three times, uh, you know, morning and then around lunchtime and then around dinner. And that, you know, that's, that's 90 milligrams of CBD. Uh, the gummies, uh, a, a jar of them, I think it comes in a jar of 40 and they're 30 milligrams each. And so it's like 44 or something around the 44 $45. I know I worked it out the other day, and I worked it out to like a little over a dollar a gummy. So it's like, yeah, 30 milligrams a day isn't, isn't too bad. I don't, you know, most people probably wouldn't notice that. But if you, it, when, once you start looking towards 90 milligrams a day or more, you're going to notice that. I feel like your your wallet's going to notice that in a month's time. So that's one of the prop, you know, I guess it's not a problem it is what it is and maybe 
maybe in the future the prices will go down, but I, I don't know that they are going to go down because the thing is the CBD is 50 state legal, so I don't know that there's any kind of laws perhaps that could be loosened up anywhere that could allow for more growth in the CBD industry and to bring those prices down. But it does seem like to get quality CBD products, you're going to pay a pretty penny. My sister and her husband are actually a part of the, the they, I think it's called Canaway. And it's kind of like a pyramid scheme for CBD. That That's a really harsh way of putting things, but it's kind of sort of like that, you know, like, her and her husband get it from someone who gets it from somebody closer to the source and so on and so on and so on. And then, you know, and, and it's already at wholesale price. Like they supposedly get like, you know, the wholesale price. It's already expensive. And then the the price range that, you know, I, you know, I guess like when you're within the company, they'll be like, here's what, you know, the suggested, you know, prices that you can charge for it. And it's like, Whew. there's a big, a big hike. There's a big hike. And it's already expensive to begin with. Or maybe it wasn't that it was a big hike. I don't want to be slamming Canaway. I'm not saying it's a bad company. I will say the products are good from what I've seen. And, you know, since my sister does get it, I'm probably looking to get more from her. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's pricey. You can definitely get good CBD for cheaper than that. That, that works well. And... So I don't know. Tinctures, I think tinctures like a concentrate with a dropper may be the most cost of the most cost effective way to do CBD. But I don't know, like honestly these gummies that doesn't sound like at at a, you know, a little over a dollar for 30 milligrams is it's not, you know, it's not that bad. Plus it's like you you get to where you know, can are you 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 know, what kind of price are you putting on your health, right? And there is supposed to be a lot of health benefits from CBD. A lot. Um, it's supposed to be good for anxiety. I've heard it be used for, uh, you know, for concentration, for helping people sleep. Um, my nephew takes it um, and because, you know, he would kind of had anger issues and maybe even a little bit of concentration issues or talking too much in class or something. And they definitely notice a difference, a positive difference whenever he's taking CBD versus when he doesn't, because he would start doing, doing well. And then they would be like, Oh, well maybe it's just a placebo effect thing. They'd quit giving it to him and then slowly but surely, you know, it, it would go back downhill a little bit. So there is some kind of dare I say, extraordinary benefits to CBD, you know, considering it's all natural. And it's really actually amazing that the United States has n not taken that from us, you know. And, oh, the most important thing, uh, I think the most important thing to mention about benefits of CBD is they've been using it um, to fight against uh, seizures. There, and I, I remember reading stories in the past of, People have to go out of state to get, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it was concentrates with THC. I could have that wrong. I don't have a young Jamie at the ready to Google this stuff for me. I could, but then I'm going to uh, leave some dead air on this recording. So, yeah, I just look into it. Look into CBD if you're, you know, having a, a 
man, I mean, it's, it's supposed to help a whole lot of stuff. Sleep, anxiety, uh, you know, concentration. Although I'd argue, I don't know how well that helps. But, you know, me being ADHD, CBD is not going to be a cure-all. And it's not going to, uh, it's not going to help everybody, I guess. Maybe, maybe the argument would be that there's no denying the anti-inflammatory properties of it. And so if you are a person who, particularly people who have been taking daily doses of ibuprofen, like, please do your stomach a favor. Don't be taking ibuprofen every day. Try CBD. I don't know what doses uh, to recommend. You need to talk to a doctor, but you also need to be careful who you talk to the doctors because I've, I've already seen like, you know, there's definitely doctors out there who are like, well, hold on now, wait a minute. I, you know, CBD probably isn't as good as what they're thinking it is. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're protecting interest when they say that, to be to be quite honest. I think there's definitely a lot of benefit to uh, to CBD. And, and there's definitely things that, like, THC, take that out of the equation, that it just cannot do. There, there are things unique to CBD that no amount of THC can do what the CBD does. And so I think, you know, when you think of THC as more of a recreational thing and then think of CBD as more of like a vitamin. Because, you know, I don't, don't, I wouldn't recommend, you know, substituting CBD for any kind of vitamin that you're on. Because I know I'm, I'm like, I'm hitting the men's multivitamins. I'm hitting the vitamin D. I'm taking anywhere from like 3,000 to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin D. And I don't know if I should. I just keep hearing that being parroted on a lot of podcasts. So, I'm, well, hey, I'll try it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because even I can't say that I get necessarily enough sun to uh, get all the vitamin D I need naturally. For, or, or, or maybe... Maybe my skin isn't as good as absorbing the vitamin. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't know these things because I don't have health insurance and don't go. I don't I don't go to a doctor, you know. I'm going to have to get health care at some point, but I'm just right now kind of, you know, I guess doing the no health insurance gamble where it's like, well, the, the less money I put in the insurance company's pockets, the more that I can pocket. But, geez, I hope I'm not jinxing myself. Because everybody should have healthcare, right? But I'm not, I'm not even getting into a discussion of healthcare because that, like, that's political, and we're that's done. But we're way past November third, and I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Yeah, it was more in my face. It seemed like leading up to the election, months leading up to it. I, I think I've talked about it being an election year way early on in this in this podcast in the life. The short life of this podcast. And while we're deep into the first year of this podcast, man, I gotta say, it it's uh I'm definitely having that grueling first year podcast. I, I'm telling you, I, I hear these like miraculous stories of podcasts picking up a, a, a an audience for whatever reason after the one year point. It's like after the one-year point. And so, you know, let's say for argument's sake, that's true. Maybe like if there's some kind of truth to that, I would think that maybe it's, you know, 
a couple different things. It could be like they improved their content over time because they got more used to what they were doing and they got better focus on what they wanted to do and how they wanted to go about doing it. And also time. Just There's just more time that it's been out there and to have a chance to be seen. But then the other thing is, you know, the conspiratorial side of me thinks like, so what if these companies like, you know, Anchor, Spotify, hi guys, by the way, you know, what if they have it, you know, in, in, in their algorithms that once a podcast has hit a solid year and they can get the analytics of a year and how consistent and, you know, at least how consistent it was coming out, maybe, who knows, maybe there's a little uh, boost to the discoverability, you know, simply by, you know, you show the company first that, you know, look, yeah, this is a hobby, but like, I'm definitely interested on keeping this going and growing it. I really am. So, hey, maybe you get a little boost. Maybe I get hit up in the meantime by some collaborators out there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get too meta about it because I have been getting very meta about the podcast and the podcast in the past about like, hey, we're going to talk about podcast stuff like pertaining to what, you know. And so I'm kind of in a spot now where I've I've got my recording methods. I've got the microphone that, not you know, I could go on a whole thing about how in hindsight I kind of picked the wrong microphone for the job. But it's not terrible. It's actually a great microphone. But I'm going to just stop right there because I'm not. You can hear all this in a previous episode. But, you know, that, you know, the CBD thing, I highly recommend people give that a chance. Um, definitely, certainly if you're young and you're, you got anxiety, uh, depression, or, you know, you're going to a shrink. I know that I shouldn't say that. Say you're going to a psychiatrist and you've got some real deep, rooted issues you know like some hardcore dark stuff or what you know whatever maybe it's not super dark you know whatever like all you know whatever level of craziness you've got going on i would suggest trying various doses of cbd before any kind of like zoloft any kind of antidepressant any kind of anti-anxiety pill any kind of benzos like valium or xanax big no-nos no 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 try cbd first and, and, you know, try, if you have to, try high doses of CBD. Because what kind of got me on this whole little uh, spiel to start with was I remember a recent podcast, uh, Joe Rogan experience, and he claims that he takes 1,000 milligrams a day of CBD every day. That's 1,000. Now, Joe can most certainly afford to take 1,000 milligrams of CBD a day. But I just wish, because he's a guy who has money to throw at uh, health experiments, if you will. And so, I, I, and, and as how he likes to break down stuff and how obsessed he is with, you know, like health and, and you know, not just physical, but mental health. I would be interested to ask Joe if he's noticing and how much of a difference between, say, 500 milligrams a day even or 1,000 or even as low as 
100 because I'm, I'm certain he has experimented with lower doses. People don't just usually be like, oh, well, this is recommended. So I'm, Because you get most CBD products and they're like recommended starting out doses anywhere from like 5 to 30 milligrams, right? And so this guy's like 1,000 milligrams a day. Like, what? I would imagine it's some kind of mixture of tincture drops under the tongue and gummies and all, you know, I'm sure... I've got a feeling Joe makes taking a thousand milligrams of CBD a day very fun and tasty. I know, I mean, like I, you know, I know mine, right? I got the gummies, and even if, when I have tinctures, I like I like to have gummies. I like edibles. I like edibles. I mean, you know, point blank. And same with same with uh, pot. Uh, like same with just straight up THC cannabis. Like I like edibles. Edibles are great. Uh, it it's. It's awesome with all these states now going medicinal and recreational, and it's just it's just becoming a lot easier for people to experience high quality cannabis products. You know, whereas before, for me at least, I mean, it was only black market for decades. Okay, I'm not that I'm not that old that I should say for decades, but for a long time, for several years, for many years, it was the you know I I I can't tell you the first time I've had something that came from probably a professional grow operation. I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't recall because there's probably some time in the past that I've had, you know, quote unquote, black market cannabis that turned out to come from out of state from some actual legit grow operation, you know, like America now when it comes with the as far as cannabis is concerned, it's like it's hard telling where it's come from because you know there's still. I would assume there's still some level of it coming from Mexico. Like you, I would, I would assume. I could be totally wrong. I don't really keep up on on the drug war. I mean, I I looked into it years ago and and you know found out what I needed to know. You know, I had that like red pill moment where you realize that there was x so much amount of bullshit the government was just telling for political and financial reasons. And then, you know, look at now all the leaps and bounds they're making uh, in the studies of psilocybin mushrooms and I think MDMA. And then also, I'm, I'm fairly certain ketamine has already been, it's either already been approved FDA for depression or it's like an experimental stage to the point where like Whitney Cummings, the comedian, I think, has a ketamine nasal spray. Like... <laughs> I, I, you know, being, being an 80s baby, it's like, I, I've got to admit, as far as the war on drugs go, I have to say I'm very impressed and did not think that by this point in time in 2020, we would have the legalization that we've enjoyed so far. And we are very fortunate to have that. Even, even for you that are in a state where it, it's still completely off the board, just hold on tight. It's coming. I really do feel like we will get that federal level, you know, legalization. Now that does not prevent states from being from being a holdout. From what I understand, um, if if the feds are like it's legal at the federal level, I'm I'm fairly certain a state could just still vote on no fuck that we're gonna remain illegal. And and my my basis for making that statement is going on the idea of like dry counties. And that's even within a state, you know, where some spots alcohol legal, some spots not. And it's like divided by a county line. This is so weird. I feel like 
and this is just like just like random off the top of my head that just kind of like literally just came about when I mentioned that is the when when you have the whole idea of a dry county and then they're like surrounded all the you know usually by completely wet counties sometimes i wonder if there's some kind of weird uh like operation if you will where you know they keep this county dry and they kind of work in cahoots with the surrounding the surrounding counties because you know there's going to be people that are going to come across state line to get the alcohol and try to sneak it back and it just kind of like makes me think that like in this day and age and alcohol has been for the most part legal everywhere in the United States for many years now many many years uh what like over 70 years i think i think it was like 70 over 70 years ago prohibition ended I forget the exact date. I know there was an anniversary. Okay, that that was I was just about to make a really dumb statement. I know there was an anniversary in 2000. Of course, there's a, an, an anniversary every year. But the uh, what I mean to say is in 2008, it could have been 09, but I'm I'm about 100% certain in 2008 there was a huge deal at a Cardinals game in in St. Louis, Missouri. And it was like the 70th or 75th anniversary of the repeal of Prohibition. I remember I was at this game, and they brought the Clydesdales out and marched them all around. And then they played, I guess, the whole radio announcement from the 20s, 30s, whenever it was, when Prohibition was repealed. And it was uh, August Bush, like one of the founders of Anheuser-Busch. It was August Bush. Uh, they, They played his radio announcement from... You know, when he went on the radio way back then and announced that Prohibition is over, and then, you know, they would be switching back to making alcohol beverages and stuff. Because at the time during Prohibition, I th- I'm fairly certain Anheuser-Busch kept going. They just, like, they made other things. And I, and that's, I'm, my Anheuser-Busch uh, history is, is a little foggy. But I do remember being at that Cardinals game, and, and it was just, it was a really cool thing. I think they even shot off some daytime fireworks if I'm not mistaken, and I was actually in St. Louis for that weekend, or at least for a few days, uh, staying downtown in a really nice uh, hotel, like several floors up. I remember waking up every morning and, and looking out over the uh, Mississippi River and the arch. We were on, you know, looking out over the St. Louis arch. So it was uh, pretty cool, as an aside. But uh, we, I also, while I was up there, then uh, took a tour of the Anheuser-Busch brewery. And since they had that whole thing going on with the repeal, they had some kind of a celebration for the workers where the factory was shut down that day and everybody was like outside the building. Like all the workers were just like drinking a bunch of Budweiser products. And excuse me, I almost burped. But it was was, uh, very festive. I've always heard that Anheuser-Busch has, for the most part, taken care of their employees throughout the years. There's a lot of perks to it. Um, But uh, I know they had the the tour that day shortened for guests, so they kind of rushed us through, showing us the Clydesdales uh, stables. There was a couple parts of the tour they cut off completely and kind of just rushed us into the, uh, I guess it's the hospitality room or promenade room, whatever they call it, where you get to go in, you get two free beers, uh, and then like that's it. And I do remember I was given a bottle 
uh, something they were doing special that day is they were giving bottles that were like bottled that day, like the day of to mark the the anniversary. And I don't even know if there was anything special about the label or the cap. Uh, I, you know, you would have had to look at the date and you know do the math to figure it up. That's like, oh, this bottle's special. I don't, you know, I don't think it was like. You know, it's just something that the uh, hospitality lady was like, oh, by the way, these are actually brewed on the anniversary. Yeah, we made it, like, I drank them. I drank them, the bottles got thrown away. There was, a, there was just nothing special about it. If they would have been, like, some kind, like, if they would have had the, the mention of the anniversary, the repeal of Prohibition, then it's like, yeah, I would have kept the bottle. You know, I would have. But where, where did I even, I don't know how I got on, uh, Anheuser-Busch, the repeal of prohibition from, well, the, the drug war, I guess. I don't, I don't have anything now to take that back around to. I don't, I don't think. I think I've kind of like painted myself in a corner. Like, well, what do I talk about now? I can always jump, always jump onto Twitter and see if there's anything. Well, I guess I'll I'll mention the Masters. If you're into golf, I'm not, but I have friends that are hardcore into it, playing it and watching it. And so the Masters, I guess, is going on right now. That's a big golf thing. Whatever. That's cool. Uh, remember Happy Gilmore? That was a funny movie. I also remember a time when I could enjoy uh, Adam Sandler movies, and now. And 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 it's not even a slam on Adam Sandler. Like I don't know if I'm I'm kind of slightly turning into an old curmudgeon, but comedy is so weird. Is a is such a weird thing. Or like, but like it just seems like when I was younger, anything would be funny. I could laugh at anything. And nowadays, I can go back and try to watch that stuff. And I'm just like, what? So it's it's really weird. I I guess there's still a little bit of charm I'd get out of watching something like Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore or even like honestly one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies was Little Nicky when he was the son of the devil. That was one of my favorites. And they even come up with a random like Popeyes is the shiznit, you know, promotion for the Popeyes which Damn it, I wish there was a Popeyes around cuz I could actually go for some of that spicy Cajun recipe. Mm-mm-mm. That sounds like a commercial, but yeah, no, I, I don't get a dime, don't get a coupon, don't get nothing. I talk up a lot of products in my podcast, seems like, forgot not getting any kickback, you know? I think I'm a pretty good guy, pretty good, pretty good corporate shill, huh? But yeah, so I just, the older I get, the the comedy is... I don't know. And okay, and then another thing. Like also, I can watch stand up. First, well, first of all, I got to say I think I enjoy stand up comedy more than I do comedy movies. I I think. I think I'm getting to the point where it's like if I want anything comedy, I'm going to put on an hour of, you know, a stand up cuz like you don't even got to invest as much time as you do at a comedy movie. Most of them are at least an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. So you're cutting out like 20, 30 minutes of whatever and you're just basically like distilling the comedy into like you know, hopefully like rapid fire laughs, right? So, but I've noticed I'll watch a lot of, well, not even a lot, I don't even watch a lot of comedy, but I, when I'm watching like a stand-up special, it's like, I find it funny, but I'm not laughing out loud. And it's like, is there something wrong with me? Like, is the, you know, is it like, 
have I like like spun my my uh, what do you want to yeah you know the uh, my brain's chemistry so much from from the uh, hard drug use in my past is like that it's like the ability to laugh is dim, you know not gone a laugh but is it diminished. I mean, I would say the, most certainly when you get clean off of drugs, you're, you're you're struggling to have the correct amount of serotonin, dopamine. Um, I I guess even your oxytocin, all, like like all of the important chemicals, I would they get hijacked. They just straight up get hijacked, and it, and it, and it's to the point where sometimes it's like, you know, I wonder. It's like, do you ever do you ever go back completely how you were before? Is that even possible? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. But, uh, you know, I, I, I wish I could say that I've gained some kind of grand wisdom or knowledge from going through what I went through, putting myself through it. By the way, taking 100% responsibility for my choices in life. Don't get it twisted. I just, you know, I wonder... Like, how do you, you know, does, do, do you ever go back? And do you even remember what, go, like, what, what it would be? What, what you were like before? I guess this pertains more to people who have, I, I'm, I'm talking, you got to have like a decade under your belt. You got to have like a decade or at least like a 10 year span where 70% of that time, 70, 75% of that time, you're like in active addiction, you know, and then you have like those, those few short, you know, moments of clarity that might last two or three months or whatever. And then you fall back into it. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot to, uh, it's a lot to sit and think about and to, uh, to try to process, but I don't know. It, the 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 comedy. Sometimes I just like I wonder. I guess would I be laughing more if I didn't do the drugs? I don't know. But I do think that you'll you eventually will get your chemistry back on track. Your 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 brain's chemistry back on track, or you can at least uh you know supplement certain vitamins, certain uh. You know, you know, there's superfoods. There's like fungus is a huge deal. Uh, like Paul Stamets, he's this huge. I don't. I forget what you would call him a myo. They're 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 into uh what is it called? Myo something or meo something. It's the stringy stuff that is like the like what mushrooms are. I mean, you see mushrooms, but mycelium. That's what it is. Mushroom mycelium. It's like this network of n- nerves if you will that it it's the underground part of a mushroom it's like when you see all these mushrooms popped up out of, out of the ground there there's like this big old web of mycelium underneath it like connects all together and like that's where the spots like the myce- like when the mushrooms die off i think that like the mycelium remains underground and that's where you'll you will continue then in the future to have more mushrooms pop up I think like I'm butchering that bad, but that a little bit kind of to the gist of it.
like somebody who's in who's into that more than me would is just like would be ripping me apart right now for that because I know I fucked that up really bad. But you like if you're interested in uh, that Paul Stamets, you can catch uh, a few, like I think at least three episodes. He was on the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, and he, like he even he has this hat. He has a hat that's made out of mushrooms, like. The whole hat, it's like 100% mushrooms. I forget how they explain how, 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 you know, I'm assuming you can't like throw it in the washing machine, you know, but it's like somehow they cure it and it's a hat and it looks, it looks like, like leather. It looks like a leather hat, kind of. And I think they're a little pricey, maybe two, 300 bucks or something like that. And they're made in like one little village on the planet and supposedly that's it because even the mushroom itself is not the easiest to come by. And I, I think from the way he explained it, they take this mushroom and it, it, kind of think of like like a sweater where you like pull one string and then the whole thing comes unraveled. They like somehow take that mushroom and like, yeah, like somehow stretch it out and get like a string out of it. And then they weave it into the uh, hat. It's very, very strange concept. And it's just one of many things that makes you think like, who thought of that? Like who decided let's make a hat out of mushrooms. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Yeah. I'm actually looking into maybe getting a hold of, I think I've heard good things about Lion's Mane and is it Golden Seal? Or am I getting that screwed? I'm going to, I actually, I'm going to look that up. I want to say Golden Seal might actually be some kind of a root or some kind of a plant but i think it's a mushroom golden seal okay so golden seal is yes that's a plant it's an herb it's a perennial herb hmm right on i don't know where i got there's gold maybe it's golden lion's mane i know there's a mushroom called lion's mane and that's supposed to be good for you you can get it dehydrated and powdered and put in the capsules um but the, you know obviously i do say like the the best way to eat a mushroom I'm, I'm fairly certain is like fresh like not even cooked now there might be a few exceptions because i i have heard of some foods like plants or fungus or whatever i guess maybe maybe plants where there maybe are there like there's like some plants where cooking it down a little bit uh, releases more nutrients or makes it easier for the body to absorb more nutrients out of eating it versus raw. But they're like, I'm, I'm just making stuff up really. Like I just, I just like pulled that out of thin air. I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I, but I think that like, I, like I have that. It's like, I think like, I think that's maybe a little bit how it goes. So, Oh, the PlayStation 5 also has officially been released. I think it was yesterday or today, maybe. I don't know. I th- yeah, it might have been today, actually. And I guess, I don't know if Walmart's website was crashing or a bunch of people were on Walmart able to get the PS5 in the shopping cart and then not get it. Uh, where I'm at, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if I could walk into the Walmart that I'm closest to and there'd be a PS5 on the shelf, I wouldn't be surprised. 
But at the same time, there's just as likely if there is any that came to the the, the store to that location, there's just as good a chance that uh, people from nearby townships have done come by and swooped it up. Anyway, that's not really. Yeah, I just, I don't even like I. Even if I found one right now in stock, I don't know that I would pick one up right now. Like I, I, I'm honestly wanting to give it at least a couple weeks, and that might be, you know, that might that that might cause me to have to wait even longer. And if so, so be it. It's just, you know, it's four ninety nine. I just don't think I'm ready to lay out half a stack for a new game console right this moment. My PS4 Pro is basically a Netflix, HBO, Funimation, you know, YouTube, you know, I'm watching more video on the PS4 than I am playing games. And, you know, it is what it is. It it, it takes a lot for me to be interested to get invested in a game like anymore if i like want to play games it's like i'm almost tempted to just like bust out some old mario brothers stuff like that like old like 8 and 16 bit mostly 16 bit but even like nintendo 64 and gamecube now the news that cyberpunk 2077 cyberpunk 2077 they've like almost a decade they've spent on that game it's made by the company CD Projekt Red, who developed the Witcher video game series, the highly acclaimed Witcher 3. I never played it, but I don't doubt that it's a masterpiece. Now, the Cyberpunk 2077, I gotta admit, that I'm interested in this one. I will I'm thinking I'm going to get Cyberpunk 2077, but you know, luckily I can get it for the PS4 Pro. That's the thing. It's a current gen game. And as a matter of fact, I don't know about Xbox, but I'm, I'm fairly certain for the PlayStation 5, they're not even going to have the uh, graphics uh, improvement and upgrade for like six months to a year. So it's not immediate. You can't just get Cyberpunk 2077, pop it in your Xbox and your PS5 and, and get the next-gen performance. That's like something they got to work on, you know, post-launch. So from what I understand, you're going to get just about the same uh, experience playing it on one of the current gen systems as opposed to the next gen system. So it's like, you know, that's like the only thing really in the gaming community or gaming, you know, industry right now that's got my interest is that uh, Cyberpunk 2077, seeing how that comes out, it's, uh, you know, supposed to be uh, futuristic, uh, straight up cyberpunk genre game, you know, like just sci-fi like gritty sci-fi like blade runner-ish running man-ish stuff and i'm i'm i've i'm open to trying it out but it could very well become a game where i end up you know getting six to eight hours in i'm just like it just takes too much you know that's the thing like i i, I tend to like less time consuming experiences these days when it comes to gaming because i just don't have this just i just don't uh, video games just are not important enough for me to to uh, prioritize like they're just like consistently at the bottom when i was growing up i was all about it they were number one i was total video game nerd growing up and i mean i'll always be a video game nerd don't get me wrong 
But as far as actually investing time, like sitting down and investing time playing a game, it's kind of, it's becoming less and less. And that's okay. Like I'm still very interested in the industry and I still pay very close attention. I mean, I, I probably am reading about upcoming releases more than I'm playing anything. So it's, you know, I just, I've always been interested in in, in video games and and also, you know, I'm I'm always hopeful that something will drop that just to me becomes must play. And I don't I don't feel like the I view video games these days any different than I do movies. It takes, you know, uh a real interest in a movie. A trailer's really got to get me uh for me to to give it a shot. Now, I'm a parent, so I I definitely get my fair share of movies. Anyway, you know, but that's more when I'm with my daughter, that's like I'm on her time. So if she wants to watch a movie, we're going to watch a movie. I'm I'm talking about when it's like if it's me and just my alone time, movies, video games, those two things, this is less and less. For me more now, it's podcasting, both consuming and producing and uh i mean that's a lot that's about it that i mean conspiracy theories i guess you could say i don't i i don't know if what you would consider what i'm into conspiracy theories i feel like uh what i'm into contains that but i feel like it's so much more I am just very drawn to the story of humanity, I guess, the story of civilization and this, you know, these technological advancements we've been making since before I was born. And the fact that with the rise of computers and this interconnectedness this uh, globalization if you will where we can now know what cultures are like in different you know areas of the world from wherever we're at as long as we've got an internet connection you, you know uh, you can learn so much and so i i guess i don't know what you would call it like i like paying attention to everything I guess, but one cannot obviously pay attention to everything. You spread yourself too thin. But that's kind of that's kind of where I like I I'm just very interested in in tech news and you know, just outside the box thinking where people are just coming up with concepts of the future, ideas of where we could lead civilization. It just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And it jumps what particular thing I'm learning about. It jumps around, it jumps around. And it's a lot of it is guided by the handful of conspiracy podcasts that I do listen to, which I've mentioned before. I'm not going to bother listening them all again. Of course, you know, I do got to say uh, Tinfoil Hat, OBDM, Our Big Dumb Mouth podcast. And 
there's another one that I really, really liked. Oh, yeah. The Higher Side Chats. THC. That guy's actually from Arnold, Missouri. Went from the Midwest out to San Diego and carved a name for himself. And that name eludes me. Carl. Carl. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I cannot think it. I Carl from the Higher Side Chats. Carl. Man, I cannot think of his last name. I'm sorry, Carl. I guess I could Google this. Uh, I can't believe I cannot think of that. The Higher Side Chats. It's a good podcast. You probably learn a lot more from the Higher Side Chats than you would say this podcast. But I'm still like this podcast is in its infancy. It doesn't even know what it is yet. It's gender it's gender neutral for now. It doesn't know. It it's gender neutral. It doesn't know what it wants to be yet. Okay? So back off and leave it alone. It needs a little space to think. It'll figure itself out. Right? Oh, you know what I'm ready for? Another episode of the Tim Dillon Show. It's such a good show. That dude is just, he is just blowing up. Carl, come on. Greg, sorry, Carl. It's Greg, sorry, Greg Carlwood, the higher side chat. So yeah, so that, tinfoil hat, Sam Tripoli, of course, and then OBDM. Those guys have been around for a while. They're not like super huge following. Well, I, I shouldn't even say that because I, I don't I don't follow any of these guys RSS feed. None of them. None of the everything I've been consuming podcast wise on YouTube. I'm guilty of that. I am guilty of that. I know a lot of them don't like that, and they want to direct you to the website and support the Patreon. All this, and I, and I mean that's cool. Like I'm glad Patreon exists. I'm glad uh, you know OnlyFans has a place, right? I mean it's all good. Any 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 way you could like make money online, that's not a bad thing. The nicotine gum. I haven't tried it yet. But it's got a five dollar off coupon if I use it to get a hundred piece pack or more. So they're definitely trying to suck me in. And I guess a hundred piece is the only way I seem to get the nicotine. That's the only kind of uh, Nicorette gum I really cared for. Flavor wise was the uh, cinnamon. Excuse me. Let's see what time is it. Like 2.34. Man, is there anything else I wanted to... Uh, anything else I wanted to talk to myself about? Is, let's see. Not really. There's not, nothing really major. Nothing really major going on. Uh, Disney Plus celebrating one year. The plus anniversary. Disney Plus. So there, that's kind of big, I guess. I actually, I was getting Disney Plus from the day it came out because of The Mandalorian. Now, like, if you're an OG Star Wars fan, like, you like the original trilogy, but you hated not only the new ones, but the prequels even, like, you didn't like them, you only liked the original three, I would still say there may be a chance that you will absolutely love Mandalorian because Mandalorian is shot and written in such a different way than... Any of the Star Wars movies, it's 
it's it's its own thing, which in itself is kind of like a copy of uh, some old like manga or anime story. I'm not, I'm not, I'll, I'll butcher that up, so I'm not going to get into it. It's like Wolf and Cub or some something, something like that. But uh, you know, I didn't hate. First of all, I liked the prequels. Like, I, I guess I got to like state what kind of Star Wars fan I am. I loved the originals. Okay, I was a little kid. I was mesmerized by it. Uh, my dad introduced me to it, and also Star Trek. And now, in hindsight, looking back, yes, Star Trek was a more mature, more of a thinking man's uh, Star Wars, if you will. But like I was a kid, so the wizards in space, I was in love with it. I loved it. It was like my absolute favorite property growing up was Star Wars for years. And then so when they come out with the prequels, it was just like blind. It was just like, yeah, like blind adoration. Like, you don't even realize, oh, the bad acting or any of that. You're just like, oh, my God, new Star Wars. And, you know, it's like this many years later, so the special effects are just through the roof and everything. So then you fast forward all the way to more recent times, more modern times since the Disney acquisition. And I don't know. I Like, that for me, the verdict's still out. I feel like, I do feel like, Ryan Johnson shit the bed. I will say that. I feel like he he shit the bed. I you know, he he could have taken the story and you know uh, subverted expectations in less in in ways that would be less inflammatory to the OG fan base. I mean, it just it, it just is what it is. I commend him for trying to do something different, but holy cow. It it put JJ Abrams in a position to have to put out episode nine, which was just so weird in itself. Uh, but I like, like I liked episode nine overall, you know, I have not seen the new trilogy, uh, in an arc, you know, uh, in an arc once since the trilogy's come out. And what I mean by that is I've, I've seen them all in theaters once or twice when they were out respectively. And none of them really were good enough to me that I wanted to go back and well, I don't think I watched a single one back on home video. But now that they're all three out, and I may, and now, and I, and they're all three on Disney Plus, and I can't just be just, I can't justify spending on Disney Plus for just the Mandalorian. Or once the sixteenth episode drops, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out again because I, I had Disney until all the first season came out, and then it just, you know, I'm not gonna pay for it now. And uh, I'll go right back to that unless they start adding some stuff. I, the the Wandavision. That WandaVision might be good. So, I I mean, Disney... Disney. Well, here's the thing. Disney Plus is a no-brainer if you got kids anyway. So... But I, but I have so many... Not so many, but I have other streaming options. Like, Disney isn't, like... It, it's the first to go. If I'm like, yeah, I need to cut a streaming service for a little bit. But I'm just, like, usually not in that situation lately like I'm usually not like it's not usually that tight where I'm like man I can't make the can't make the Disney plus payment this week but this month we're gonna have to we're gonna have to chill out on Disney plus I guess for a while till till springtime till work pick back up it's not like that so I'm thankful and plus my sister she has a subscription anyway so I could always get her a password if I need to but that's just kind of irritating I like to have my own thing, right? Can we can we all agree that it, it 
all you people out there that are sharing off a free, you know, getting a free account off one of your family members, doesn't that like, isn't it irritating once you hit like the screen limits, you have to call each other from, a, you know, hey, tell Johnny to get off the, you know, there's too many screens at once. I can't watch my show. Yeah. I wish I had video on this episode particularly because I just actually picked up my phone and held it up to my ear while I just said that. But yeah, and video is coming soon. Well, okay, not prob- probably not soon, but eventually, hopefully. We'll see. We will see. I think I'm about to wind this up. Oh, yeah. Well, well, well let me finish with the whole Manda. The Mandalorian, so it's good. And uh I I I'm I think we got like a day or two and then the next episode drops. And it's just man, that John Favreau or Favreau, can't know how to pronounce it, but he's he's doing good. He's like knocking it out of the park. I heard there was like some drama with the guy who plays as the Mandalorian. I don't know if this is true, but I've I've heard like I read it somewhere that he's like was wanting to be in more scenes with his helmet off and and they're like no because that's not like what a Mandalorian would do and supposedly he's like leaving the show or he's already left the show maybe. Like I ain't got enough time. I'm about to end the episode, so I ain't got enough time to look this up. But I thought I'd seen somewhere where he has left his show and they've gotten the story worked out enough to where they're not going to like need him anyway. Like maybe they're going to like introduce a whole new Mandalorian that's wearing the armor. I don't know. I like, I wish I could say like if whether that, whether or not that's speculation. I mean, I guess I could look it up, but like, I really like, don't feel like I, I hate looking stuff up while I'm recording because I'm going to trail off and like stop talking. And then it like, you know, it can get real bad. You know, if I'm like having to read through some stuff, I don't know. It's reassuring though, watching episodes of JRE and seeing the, they're like, there's a lot of awkward pauses in that podcast, you know, and I'm not saying every episode or, 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 you know, but it, it, what a, Especially with the guests. He gets people on there a lot of times where they they stall up and they're like, oh, you know, what are they going to say, you know? And it just, like, that makes me, that, like, that that makes me less judgmental on myself about it. And it, and it, it makes it easier for me to come back when it's time to do another episode and do what I just did. And, like, we got, like, a good 40 minutes, I think, going. Like I got, I mean, I am gonna wrap this up, but I know, I know, I can go a few more minutes, cause I don't, I don't think, well, I know my daughter gets out at like two fifty five, I think it's like two fifty five. <clears throat> Excuse me, like two fifty five, and it's two forty two. So you guys are stuck with me for a few more minutes while I try to think of anything else that I want to add add to this episode. I think this is episode twenty three. It's episode 23. So I wish I could do, like, I wish on the theme song for this episode, just pretend that you're hearing Miley Cyrus, uh, that 23 song. I forget, it's like Miley Cyrus and whoever else. I forget. But it definitely, you know, you guys know the song. 
I can't even, I don't think I can even hum it because I think like I'll get kicked off from some algorithm. And I know Spotify's got that thing now where you can like play any music from the Spotify library, but there's so much fine print to that. That's just, it's not worth it to me. Like I, I gotta, I gotta read more into it because it, it talks something, but obviously you can't monetize it then, which I like, I'll be honest. I don't think there's anything, anything that I've recorded so far. Like you, you listen to my catalog so far, like you go to the very beginning of the chill guilt Earl, even before the episode one, when I had like the 0.0 episodes, you listen to everything I put out from then to now. And it's, it's, Nothing that I could, you know, would be upset if I had to part with. Like if I just like flush it all down the toilet and start it over, you know, or 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 like if if this podcast starts building a following in the coming months, and then and then it's just, you know, for whatever reason I have, you know, like this pretty much I look. I guess I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't be like this. Everything I've made until now is all throwaway, and you are really just wasting your time, giving me your time to listen. To me talk. That's like. No. It's it's a fucking awesome. It actually should be pretty cool. To somebody. Hopefully a bunch of people out there. To be like. We can actually listen to this dude. From the start. From the humble beginnings. And see how it evolves. Into a weekly pile of shit. Right? Ha ha. No, I don't even think this is shit, to be honest. I like, but, but don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like I'm pretty objective. Like there's nothing I don't, I never, I don't think I, and here's the thing. I don't go back and listen to my old podcast. So maybe there is like some kind of a nugget that I can be proud of. But what I'm saying is I, I don't think I've had my like cool mic drop moment yet in any of my episodes. I don't think that I've added anything to anybody's plate. I don't think that like anything, including this episode or anything before, I don't, I, I've not, I don't even feel like I've really said anything. I've I've definitely said things of value, but I, I feel like it's mostly just parroting other things that I've heard. And, and it gets me thinking sometimes and like really kind of worried. It's really weird. Earlier I was outside and I was smoking a cigarette and, I'm, and I was just like, man, am I, am I an NPC? Am I like one of the people like where other people talk about that I'm like one of the people where when everybody's going about their business, Tim uh, Tim Pool mentioned this in one of his podcasts once, like a couple months ago. I'm talking about like I'm just like standing around in t t pose. I'm just t posing whenever I'm not around anybody. Like I don't have original thoughts. I just kind of like robotic and go about through my life. I'm there again. Like I'm not saying that about myself or that I feel like that. I'm saying right. I'm saying that's what Tim was explaining NPCs that like the, the, that NPC is like a non-player character. Right. And so the idea is that a good large portion of the people in the world are just super basic and don't think much outside the box. They don't do thought experiments. They don't really seek, you know, knowledge, especially like hidden knowledge. They, they just kind of, Take everything they see at face value. They're like gold, fi- I, and I and I don't know. Like I'm stealing this from somebody else too. But like gold, or no, maybe it was Tim Pool too that said this. But they're they're just like goldfish are in a bowl, and they can only see what's in front of them. I think that would be another trait of an NPC. 
but every once in a while I get that like feeling like not not like I think that I am, but uh, like I question if I am, you know, not that I think that I'm an NPC, but I question like, am I an NPC? Like, do I have enough original thought to be, you know, like not a non-player character? I don't know. It's kind of creepy. It's creepy. If you like, most people probably don't even, they're like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? And that's okay. That's okay. And then the few that do, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Kind of like nobody wants to be an NPC, right? But I don't feel like an NPC would be aware of themselves as the thing. Nobody, so like nobody like, and that, that, using the term NPC in that way is kind of like derogatory. It's like not a good thing. And nobody is going to like, I don't think anybody out there is going to be like, yeah, I feel all the traits of an NPC, man. There's just like I don't I don't think much about much, you know. I don't feel like there's anybody on the planet who actually would do that. Maybe, but I don't think. I, I would like I, I feel like most people think they're smarter than they are. I I think like I would assume that most people have a, a little like your average person who's doing okay in life and everything they you know they don't have a screwed up head from you know traumatic events or drug use or anything like that like they're pretty balanced or what you would consider normal if that's even a thing most you know i don't think those people would ever entertain the idea like am i just like a thoughtless soulless like hollow husk of a person that just goes about my job but i will say like the few very few years i ever spent working in various factories you know manufacturing plants that'll make you feel like one if anything does i i just wonder sometimes how many people that are at you know like one of the local manufacturing plants are on like antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication and I, I would not be surprised if it is a staggeringly large amount. And I'm talking like over half. Like over half. I would not be surprised. Especially people that work night shift because it just screws up their whole system. I don't know how people would do it. Anyway, I got to go now. And I hope I didn't just like end the episode in like some kind of like bummerish thing. Like, I hope that wasn't a bummer. It's good to get a little existential every once in a while, guys. But this is bring, brings me to the end of the show. Episode 23, now it's done, it's cut, it's in the hole. And I will see you guys next time. Episode 24, look out for it. Gillian Seed, 83, the Chill Gill Thrill. Know it.